you for listening to or watching another episode of SNTR Presents. This is going to be the one where we talk about making armor matter. If you're listening to this on any of the audio podcast platforms where you just look up SNTR Presents, you can always watch me live Monday through Friday at SNTRlive.com. If you'd rather have all my content in one location as well as some community tools and subscription options coming soon, uh, be sure to bookmark SNTR Network. SNTRnetwork.com has all of my content and shows in one location and more coming in the new year. So, making armor matter. We've been kind of dancing around this subject a lot. You know, they, you know, Joe Blackburn announces transmog, and so we kind of got stuck on this. I'm going to start including these little intro blurbs in my videos. Destiny Armor 2.0 landed with Forsaken Expansion, and in many ways that system has grown and evolved in year three to Beyond Light. The main dilemma with the transmog feature on the horizon is making armor matter in a specific way. Currently, most players only pursue new armor if they feel like the, if they like the way that it looks, or if they feel they need to based purely on what is being sunset and no longer infusible. In a recent blog post, Joe Blackburn indicated they are looking into ways to make armor worthy of your pursuit. So the idea here is generally you're just chasing similar stats and as Joe Blackburn said we're going to read the quote here in a little bit it is it is something that they're looking into to give it more identity uh, beyond just chasing it as well as mods uh, armor 2.0 did come with shadow keep that's why it says it's evolved in year 3 to beyond light so year 3 to, uh, to beyond light so shadow keep was year 3 uh, and the first section of this video is what did Bungie say so obviously we want to kind of analyze what did he say what exactly was his commentary on this particular topic because he, he did this blog post Uh, entitled Destiny Dev Update Rewards. And Joe Blackburn in this revealed himself to be the assistant game director. Now, he's worked on other things in the past, um, you know, raids and season of opulence and he basically in this blog post admitted that beyond light lacked reward quantity and they have a commitment in this blog post to do more loot in 2021 and he also mentioned transmog now for those of you that are always like what is transmog what is transmog transmog is the ability to use our collections to change the appearance of existing or new armor it's planned to show up in season 14 now before showing a few mock-ups of ui updates or you know it was like this appearance management thing he had the following to say so this blog of text is kind of what I'm zeroing in on. The personality of armor comes from mods right now. So gaining a new piece of armor often means just trying to find a piece of armor that replicates the stat allocation you already have on a piece in your vault. While we are not ready to talk concretely about armor plans right now, we do want to get more gameplay novelty on armor itself. So looting a piece of armor in a new season has the potential to change the way that you play. Okay. So when someone says, what do they mean by gameplay novelty? He just, he kind of describes it here. Okay. They want it to be something that changes the way that you play. And a couple examples would be charge with light or the war mine cells. Now those were mod based. So you got to keep that in mind. Okay. Those were mod based. He's thinking about the armor itself, having a gameplay novelty. So when the armor is worn, it is what changes your, you know, your gameplay. Because as he as he kicks off this little paragraph, he says, the main thing that 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 drives the personality in your build and what you're doing gameplay wise are mods. Like that's essentially what you're interacting with. Transmog is going to change that even more because you can essentially say, I can look however I want. Armor ultimately doesn't matter. It just matters when it's getting sunset. Or if you really like the look of something, you'll grind for it and then you'll just transmog it. 
So, how could it work? What are ways they could make armor matter in this way, in a novelty-driven way, so you care about a given armor set, okay? Currently, the Deep Stone Crypt armor has a newly added raid mod slot, uh, and that is the only way to slot the raid mods. Unfortunately, the raid mods cost around 4 to 5 energy, and this leads many to ignore them uh, because it's, you know, it's 40 to 50% of the energy requirement in order to equip them. So if you masterwork a piece of armor up to 10 levels of energy, you're using 40 to 50% of that energy for just one raid mod, right? Now, if if they want to add a hard mode and then, you know, maybe people might consider using them, but at the present time, most people are not looking to do the 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 the, the next couple of things. Number 1, they got to get all the armor pieces for the raid and get good stats. Then they got to level them all the way up to level 10, you know, maybe 8 or 9. And then after that, they got to swap things around when they're in the raid. You're not going to keep those mods equipped if you're not in the raid because that's literally their only purpose. So there's a lot of barriers standing in the way to that working. If Bungie wants us to change our gameplay in relation to our armor, then we need more intrinsic perks that are similar to Warmind Cells or Charged with Light. When I say intrinsic, what I mean is the armor is what's doing it. It's not necessarily requiring you to do what the raid armor is requiring you to do, which is disrupt the mods that you've grown fond of, right? If they continue to add gameplay motivators via mods, then transmog will make chasing new armor just less likely. You're not really going to chase it. It's going to be a box that you check. Okay, you're going to say, okay, if the main gameplay motivator is my mod loadouts, okay, I've got all the new mods, then I'm only going to chase armor for its appearance, transmog it, and that's the end of the matter. There won't be a high stat armor or, or a pursuit anymore with respect to armor. It'll actually, it'll actually go down. Uh, as a as a loot motivator this would lead to in my opinion more armor sets as well as potential set bonuses becoming part of what we seek and use in various activities or locations too many armor sets will grate against a variety of things the cost of masterworking changing the armor the mods etc so they might want to look at the cost of masterworking or at least when you dismantle something because it's been sunset give me all of the currency back Grandmaster Nightfalls are about to have a loot motivator with adept weapons so we don't really need this perpetual material grind it's okay I think to delete something and float the currency to the next armor piece I actually don't think there's a problem with that and I also think that's when you're going to get into the realm of oh I have a set uh, for the raid I have a set for trials and you have set bonuses you have reasons to wear three or four pieces as opposed uh, as opposed to just wearing one or two pieces you would actually feel motivated to wear the whole thing which obviously leads to my final point a loadout system now previously we've discussed the need for a loadout system in destiny a loadout system would essentially let you say I want these five armor pieces in this mod combination and these three weapons and I'm going to save this in loadout position one Okay, and then you change everything, and then you save it to loadout position 2. And whatever loadout you click on, it changes all your gear for you. Okay, you can do this in dim, but, you know, it's it, it only really works if you're in orbit. You still got to go in and individually equip things. Now, we know with some of the background and under the hood changes, they move some scripts around. They fiddle with some API tools. 
you know, it's possible Bungie could implement a loadout system. They, you know, they, they switched some things over to Vulcan, and this would allow you to save various armor and mod combinations, and that would fit perfectly with their desire to do an actual seasonal armor incentive. Why every three months am I going to chase a brand new set of armor if it's not purely for either sunset or its appearance? You know, adding more of the gameplay novelty, more of a gameplay driver, be like, I really need this armor, I really want this armor. How often will most of us want to chase masterwork, uh, to to, to both chase masterwork and equip armor? Like, how often are you going to want to do that? What's a feasible rhythm for this pursuit? You know, how often, how many months, how many, you know, how many months should you get out of a, a, a set of armor? You know, how many places should it benefit you where you wear it? Currently, the only real reason to get rid of armor and replace it is when the sunset limit takes effect, and then the player actually ends up feeling passively coerced well i've got to do this because this armor is getting sunset so it doesn't feel like it's a volitional choice it's not you choosing to do it it's kind of you know softly you're getting pushed in that direction you're, you're basically saying you know now we're we're actually gonna gonna make this decision for you you know bungie's making the decision for you and so it doesn't feel like something that you are choosing right it's a difficult balancing act i want to be fair here i actually think creating reasons to chase armor on a regular basis that doesn't undercut or devalue existing armor while also not creating too many hoops and barriers for the new gameplay options like it's a tough balancing act if every three months you're replacing your armor or needing to chase a full set and fully masterwork it to get these intrinsic benefits and you need all the pieces on all three characters like that starts to feel like you're devaluing my existing armor this armor is cooler every three months i need to chase the cooler better stuff there's there's a difficulty here number one there's a quantitative difficulty of overwhelming you with too many armor sets and too many different combinations especially without a loadout system and there's also a devaluation risk. The risk is they're going to devalue what you just spent all that time chasing because all of a sudden there's new stuff in your lap or in front of you to chase. Too often players want loot to chase while also never wanting to let go of existing hard-earned gear and Bungie has to figure out a way to both motivate us and make us feel rewarded for what we spent time chasing in the previous season and I'm actually very interested to see how all this plays out. We're going to transition to Q&A but not before checking out the dawning in about 7 minutes so don't go anywhere if you're in the live audience if you're listening to this recording you can always catch me live at sntrlive.com and as always please like share and subscribe thank you for listening to or watching another episode of sntr presents this is going to be the q a session that followed my talk about making armor matter in destiny 2 if you're listening to this on any of the audio podcasts that are out there you can just look up sntr presents if you'd rather watch live just go to sntrlive.com we also have a community q a forum on our network site as well as all of my other shows sntrnetwork.com be sure to bookmark that website sntrnetwork.com we'll get a bunch of new features in January that we're trying to roll out for you guys so the too long didn't read about you know what I was talking about it's on the screen right now about armor and how it's 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 in a weird spot and they're and Joe Blackburn says you know they're looking about uh, making it matter in particular ways so first question coming from table JFK taking into account that sunsetting armor is a thing how can we balance the generosity of targeting stats you want versus RNG and how can something like this be implemented in the world rather than standing at a seasonal vendor in the tower with focusing umbral engrams well I think one of the ways they've done it that that, that I actually applauded uh, and I, I thought was good is the um, 
the way that they're doing it on uh, Europa. There are missions you can run and they rerun them and you know the higher they're you know you up the difficulty to get those high stat uh, drops on the armor. Um, oh, I totally missed that. There's a community dawning spirit uh, bar. Thank you, Christina. I totally missed that. Uh, Menacing Mommy is showing that the share the dawning spirit. Um, she's got the thing to bake for Spider, but there's a community dawning spirit bar on there, so maybe that's the community aspect. We, I totally missed that. Um, yeah, it probably updates once an hour. Remember when they did that for for the other things? I think it was Guardian Games or whatever. Um, so, uh, I think the same has the same. I think the time has come to make stat tiers only roll in multiples of five. Oh, I agree with that. Yes. Either do that, Eugene. I left this out of my talk because it's a bit of a different subject. Either that or make stats percentage-based. So 89 should not be equal to tier 8. It should be 89% of what a tier 10 would look like. So if tier 10 is a certain number and I'm at 89, then give me 89% of it. Now, it's not that easy because some of it's like seconds on a refresh or something, and you can't really give somebody 89% of so many seconds. So what I would say is, yes, increments of five makes more sense, especially since they added the lower tier mods now. If you just want to add five mobility or, or recovery, you can, and it doesn't cost as much energy. Sometimes you're sitting on like a 57. Well, you don't need that 10. You just need a five and it'll drop it to 52 because the difference between 57 and 52 is literally nothing. So I agree with that as well. It would be nice to see them say, hey, let's take the uh, the stats and do them in intervals of, uh, of five, uh, multiples of, uh, of five. So you don't have these weird stat totals anymore. Then you could then shuffle around mods and the, the cheaper mods and the more expensive mods uh, in a variety of ways. So, Table JFK with the next question says Another question. As far as I'm aware, there aren't any new seasonal mods in Beyond Light. While I believe that we have a good lineup of seasonal mods so far, it'd definitely be expanded with new players as they shuffle in. Thoughts? Well, I mean, one of the things that they did, maybe, and this was, this is potentially on purpose, to, to put focus on uh, a particular thing was they did the new mods in the raid. And so maybe they wanted that to be this new thing. They wanted it to be, um, you know, uh, uh, they wanted that to be the focus of like, Oh, there is new mods. Uh, 38 minutes ago. It looks like it was announced that among us is coming to the Nintendo switch. So that's awesome. Hopefully they, uh, hopefully they do a, um, It'd be awesome if they do crossplay. That'd be cool. Yeah, if they're if they're going to be doing that. So, um, <clears throat> uh, as 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 far as like not doing seasonal mods, they did new mods. They did some adjustments and added some new mods in there. And then maybe they just wanted the focus to be on the raid mods because you know it's possible this is kind of why you know i theorized maybe that's why they're not um maybe that's why they didn't do much with the uh the playlists the the core playlists maybe that's something um that they that they wanted to do they wanted to say no no the focus is on europa or in this case all oh, the focus is on uh the 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 focus is on these these raid mods, you know? Hopefully not another cyberpunk situation with Among Us. I highly doubt that game's gonna struggle to run. Uh, <laughs> it's probably not gonna struggle to run over there. Um, so. 
It's one of those things where Cyberpunk was too big and too much for those old systems. I don't think Among Us is going to struggle on the Switch. (laughs) I mean, Breath of the Wild runs on the Switch. I'm pretty sure Among Us will be okay. Clap for You says, Do you think armor only matters in the hardcore play? Due to currency expense to masterwork, casual players may never see maxed out armor before it expires on light level. New armor is at 1410, old armor is at 1360. Well, this is one of the constant dilemmas, right? Is we create, sometimes we create phantom players that don't exist. So a player that's really casual and doesn't ever really do nightfalls or get the currency from nightfalls to masterwork, so they never max out their armor, which means they never can truly max out their their stats and their totals, right? Well, because of that, you know, you're you're creating this player that's like, yeah, I don't really do any of that content and I can't min-max my armor. You know, and doggone it, I can't min-max my armor. Well, would they even want to? Now, the pushback typically is, of course they would want to. It's it's something new. It's something cool. If you look at Charge with Light mods, if you look at, um, if you look at uh, Warmind Cell mods, these were things that people wanted to do. So when, when Blackburn says they want to add this game novelty to armor so that you change the way that you play. You don't want it to be in you don't I don't think you want it to be in this category where it's like inaccessible and you got a really hardcore grind to get currency to you know to even be able to enjoy it. I don't think that's the right call, but I also think there 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 needs to be some semblance of investment that is required. There's this there's this happy medium that I don't quite think they've landed on. You know, the commitment to get the currency and take a piece of armor to level 10, and then the fact that you don't get any of that currency back, I think some of those are barriers to people really wanting to invest. I don't even necessarily think that is the best system and structure anyway. Um, I think a lot of that is, is in, in some respects, a lot of that is like a... It's almost like a... A, a, a playtime extension for hardcore players and then it's just a barrier to the casuals they're like well I'm never gonna f- I'm not gonna do that you know why bother so there's got to be a happy medium I think where you are investing in your armor you're clearly you know you're clearly doing something that takes time and then you can be proud of but if you make it arduous and long and slow and again people are people go through what I call that currency paralyzation where they're like I'm not you know I'm not going to do I'm not going to do it I'm going to lose my currency and so they just kind of sit there that's kind of what you want to avoid it, what is truly gained by making some of these things take a really long time what's truly gained by making some of these things you know a slow grind you know, I think I think that is that is the question. Why? Why do that? I think longer grinds and investment and taking the time to do things, it's better suited for things like these adept weapons that we've heard about, or you know, good rolls, god rolls on raid armor and guns and going for those. Like taking those taking those avenues, I think, uh, and making it more about loot would be better than oh I need currency I just don't think currency is very exciting as part of the problem it's it's just it is literally a time sink um, um, someone waiting on perfect rolls then being paralyzed by causes of them problem not a game problem I don't actually agree with that I actually think there is an element of someone feeling like if I invest this currency in this gear 
I'm not throwing that currency away. In 11 or 10 months when I decide to replace this gear, I'm going to get that currency back, or at least most of it back. I actually think that paralyzation is not just totally on the player. I think from a game design standpoint, there are other games that say, nah, yeah, you, you can feel confident in taking your currency and your investment and leveling up these various things as the examples I gave earlier with Minecraft Dungeons or with this new game Immortals Phoenix Rising. I feel that I should just use the currency instead of sit on it because I know I'm getting something for it that I'm not like I'm not risking. So when I leveled up my axes, it felt good. It was like any axe I use is going to benefit from me leveling up that slot. I'm not leveling up a particular axe. I'm leveling up the axes that I use. So, you know, you get 60% back. I would maybe bump it to 75, you know, I would bump it to 75% and then call it a day. Um, I don't know. Again, I understand where you're coming from. It's like, just use the currency. You can go get more, right? You, you can go get more. Why, why, why sit on it? But at the same time, I also think players tend to say, well, you know, I finally have enough currency and, you know, I finally got a God roll and we're, you know, we're two months into the season. Do I really want to take all this, you know, this all the way up to level 10? I would think give them back 75% at the minimum or something. Um, again, I'm referencing other games that do it and I'm just saying how I responded to it. And as someone who has more than enough time to go and run Nightfalls and get the currency, I'm not doing that. And I'm not taking everything anything past 8 or 9. It doesn't ever feel worth it. It doesn't. So I'm not doing it. You've created, I think, too many barriers and hurdles and I'm just like, eh. I, the, the gameplay difference between all my armor being at 8 or 9 and being at 10 is so marginal, I'm not going to jump through those 18 different hoops. You know, that's back to you. Yeah, and that's what players are supposed to do. They're supposed to provide feedback in written form, video form, you know, Reddit, as well as with their gameplay. And if Bungie creates an entire system and a lot of people respond the way that I do, they have to reevaluate how it works because it's if it's if it's if it's being ignored, criticized, or not engaged with, and people feel like, well, I gotta jump through 19 hoops to get a marginal gameplay difference, I'm not gonna do that, then Bungie could say, well, let's remove some of the hoops. There still need to be hoops, but maybe we should lower. Maybe we should remove some of them. Maybe, like, as the example that we've given with the raid mods, the community is giving the feedback that the raid mods cost too much, and you can be like, well, that's a you problem. You're just not wanting to sacrifice your energy for those benefits in the raid, and I'm saying, no, it's too costly. Four, five, and six energy? Forty to sixty percent of my my total energy, I'm supposed to I'm supposed to blow on that, and I'm not going to do it. Well, Bungie needs to look at that and say, well, you know, people are giving us pushback; they're not engaging with it. Maybe we need to restructure it. You know, player feedback isn't gospel, but it certainly shouldn't be just shirked off and act like, oh no, the system's perfect. That's just a you problem. I I think the armor investment and and the and infusion also I think some of that just needs looked at some of it feels archaic some of it feels too expensive some of it feels too uh, it just it feels too arbitrary it just feels like an arbitrary hurdle um, that doesn't mean you remove the hurdle maybe just lower it a little bit so it's easier to jump over and then you get more people to engage with it I don't know 
Also consider some of what we're saying. If they start to add more armor and they start to add set bonuses and you have multiple sets of armor, they may want to lower some of those hurdles and make it a little bit easier for you to get the currency and level up the armor because why? Well, you're going to increase the quantity of maxed out armor and sets that you have and therefore smoothing those edges might make sense at that time. If that, You know what I'm saying? If that makes sense. Smoothing those edges makes a little bit more sense in an environment where instead of you really focusing on like one really good set, you're focusing on multiple. Yeah, that might be time to consider that masterwork is a hurdle for people to do that. You know, lower the lower the requirement for currency, lower the amount of time it takes to get the currency, just smooth that over so more people do it. Yeah. Darksider. In other games with armor, the main reason to chase them is the new effects and not only the stats replacement. Adding set effects or class armor pieces, specific random effects to armor would solve the issue of us basically getting the same armor as before just to keep stats. And that was one of the things I outlined in my talk, right? Um, That was one of the things uh, I outlined in my talk. Um, uh, I think it's Del Q maybe? I think it's Del Q to delete a question. I actually, you know what? I can pull up the, I can pull it up right now and tell you. Um, there's a way to delete questions. Oh, I'm on the wrong Nightbot. I'm on the wrong Nightbot. Sorry. I thought it was delete question. Um, the uh, the way that they set it up was it was something that uh, that Demin set up, and it should be. It should let you delete your most recent question. There's a way to do it. Give me one second here. Uh, yeah, it's Del Q. I was right. Try Del Q, and it might delete your most recent submitted question. Uh, you can't like delete both if you've submitted two. It'll only delete your most recent question. Yeah, I said this in the video, Darksider. The idea that you can give us set bonuses, or as you're saying, random effects. Um... To me, you know, to me, to if I'm going to go, let's say I go into, uh, let's just use Trials as an example, and Bungie decides to add some intrinsic perks to Flawless Armor, okay? They add some intrinsic perks to Flawless Armor. Cool. If, if I'm going to go for those set bonuses, they need to be, this is where player feedback comes in not my feedback but your feedback to me as the player this is why people like when their gun glows or when you see dragonfly or when you see a quick reload that feedback to the player is allowing you to know you're getting a benefit and so if you're going to do set bonuses on trials armor they would need to be something that's that's noticeable in the game but then you're in this 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 quandary of like how strong should they make that you know how strong should they make those set bonuses and if i get that complete set of armor are there other sets elsewhere that i'm also going to want And if that is the case, how are you going to smooth that process over? Number one, having multiple armor sets. Number two, investing the currency. Number three, switching things around. Like, are you going to do a loadout system? These, to me, are the bigger questions. I don't necessarily think Bungie is going to struggle to come up with individual reasons to get armor or set bonuses. It's going to mainly come down to the fact of, like, just like the raid mods in the Deepstone Crypt, is anybody going to freaking care? <laughs> is anybody going to even bother? So, Hitman. 
I think as we've all said, uh, set bonuses, effects, and ETC are the way to go, but I think D2 has a major issue where it lacks progressional difficulty, as a lot of content can be fairly trivial as is. Other games seem to have better levels of difficulty needing better gear. This is a really good piece of feedback. It's fine. It's not really a question, but that's okay. This is a good piece of feedback that we've been really, really railing on, and yesterday's topic was, was big on this. The idea... The idea that you don't have a strong enough reason to shuffle your gear around and use raid mods because there is no hard mode version of the raid. There isn't something that's really pressing on you to consider, man, I really need to make some, you know, I really need to shuffle my armor around. Something as simple as a contest modifier, something as simple as you know, a couple of, like we said yesterday on the call with Rexus, you make some mechanical changes, ask the team to do a little bit more, and you might start to see people wanting to use those raid mods. I still think the raid mods are way too expensive, they cost way too much energy, but you're barking up the right tree, I think. The idea that um, if, if, if I'm going... To, to, to actually care about this stuff. Set bonuses and multiple sets of armor and all these pursuits. Well then you you gotta give me a context where that matters. Do you remember when they outlined armor 2.0? That was something that I said. I said, well where are we gonna go where that matters? Nothing in Destiny really makes me stress about min-maxing my stats and shaving a couple of seconds off of abilities and stuff. But I tell you what, you go into an environment where contest modifiers on, and you're going to be really, really happy that your abilities and your recovery and all those things are 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 coming back at intervals that are helpful with your survivability and your and your damage efficiency and and crowd control, right? Like, th- those are the only environments where you're going to say, man, if I could shave a couple of seconds off of my my grenade uptime, you know, make it a little bit faster. They make my recovery a little bit better. You know, these are these are areas where you you start to say that. Now, now Grandmaster Nightfalls brought this sort of, but I don't think Grandmasters should ever be hailed as as the archetype of endgame activity. They are not the archetype. The archetype meaning like when you say, "Oh, that's the archetypes," like that's the thing to aspire after. That's the model. That's the that's the best version. Um, I don't. I actually don't think you ever want to look at grandmasters and 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 celebrate them as like, no, yeah, this is how endgame content should be. It works. It got the job done. It gave hardcore players something to, to to mess around with. But no, I don't think anybody who's been playing Destiny since its inception should be looking at grandmasters and being like, oh yeah, we definitely want the endgame to look like that. Um, so. There, I think they have enough pieces to figure out a better middle ground for what Endgame could look like, and then if it is challenging and it is tough, um, I think one of the best examples is the intensity and the survivability needs that you feel when you're in a contest modifier uh, area. You know what I mean? Um, it's it's just it without those without those environments, a lot of people would shrug at a lot of the new stuff that they might be considering doing. But, but would masterworking armor really change that? If it's not a challenge already, that means you already have the material to upgrade any of your stuff. Right, that's that's also the elements of like, if it's not challenging enough, is anybody going to take the time to go and do that? Um, Grandmasters were designed to be one and done. Definitely not the model of endgame ritual activity. Yeah. 
I don't want all the end game to look like that. I like that part of the end game is like that. I don't necessarily disagree with having end game teeth punching. It's punching you in the teeth and that's okay. My biggest problem with Grandmasters is that some of them just need to be redesigned. They need to redesign some of the rooms, add saturation and positioning and stuff like that. Like those strikes were designed 4 years ago. You're 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 casting a very one size fits all net um across content that was never designed with that intention and I think that's that's my biggest problem with it is they need to go in and tweak some things. I am totally okay to boot up something like that that literally punches you right in the face. I'm not going to really go in there, right? It's not an interest to me, but I like having content like that. I think that the content needs to be a little bit more uh, combed over and tweaked. Um, You feel like Scarlet Keep's going to be another Corrupted? They shouldn't be Grandmasters? Yeah, some just don't seem to fit unless they're going to go in and make tweaks and adjustments. Eknor, if we are only grinding stats on armor, do you think mods available for these stats make this grind not worthwhile? Because for me, at least, it doesn't justify the grind when I can put the mod for the stat. Well, you have to consider something. They're trying to build a system that makes you ask this question, but in another way. Why would I care about stats? I got news for you. You start enjoying some of those aspects and fragments. Some of those aspects and fragments on stasis are gutting your stats. They're taking 10 and 20 of certain stats away, right? So if, if, if you're actually trying, you know, to make up the difference on those stat losses, if you're messing around with aspects and fragments and some of the different builds, well, then you're going to really feel the difference if all of your gear's mid-60s and you masterwork it all, and then it's all low 70s because you get that plus 12, right? And then you add a mod, and now you're in the 80s. I mean, there's a lot of things you can do to really, really push those stat numbers back up. And if you don't care about it, I understand. You're like, well, I'll just use the mods. I'll just use the mods. That's probably the type of player that we're talking about as if earlier when I was saying, I don't think there are casual players that are that are getting all upset about the fact that like it takes them too long to masterwork their armor because they really want to min-max. Um, I would say, if you're really, really um, if you're wanting it to if you're wanting it to feel that way for folks, then you know, oh, you know, I'm not going to do it I'm, I'm just more casual, I'm not really going to go in there. That's only that only makes sense if 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 doing it has this actual purpose in place right for me i think a lot of people are actually saying this two separate ways i think they're saying it in two separate ways in one way they're saying it's not worth it i play a lot and i still don't think it's worth it and then you have the other people that are like i don't play that much and it just isn't worth it there's a lot of folks i think looking at it and saying like it just isn't worth the investment time for those marginal differences and as Eknor writes this question, he sounds, they sound like one of those people that are just like, eh, I don't really care about all that. I'm not really worried. Yeah, I saw the lure changes. It charges twice as fast now. So, good time to do it right before dawning. People can get a lot of, you know, passive five stacked lure charges. It stacks up to five times now. So, which I guess you could still do the trick maybe and get six charges where you start to make one and charge the next and charge the charge it again. 
uh, Akuda Papa. Would it be a good idea to only have a couple of base armor sets and then set appearances via transmog? Also, could you use the transmog sets to have the set bonuses instead of the actual armor? The the danger here, I think, is that um that you're actually gutting a potential loot pursuit. I would rather have them invest in making armor matter as the title of this video says like make armor matter. I would rather have them invest in that than say, now nah, let's just do a couple base sets and everything is like um, dress up dolls. You just get the stuff, transmog it, and now you get the perks, the benefits, and, and whatever. Um, so I, I don't, I don't want to do that. I actually think armor can be a good grind. They just got to figure that aspect of it out. Um, it's all intertwined. High stat armor means I can run more weapon reserves, scavengers. Uh, War mine cells, charge with light, etc. Masterworking armor gives me more options. It's all intertwined, and this is where, this is where, um, it's in you and, and the, your, what your follow up is right where I was going. When you hear people say it doesn't matter, it feels marginal. I just hear that part of the game is not meant for me. It's both that and Eugene. I think even you would probably agree with this. They did not do the greatest job showcasing and putting Charge with Light and Warmind Cells on display. They were new ways to play and new things to do, and they, they said almost nothing about it, and it was like you had to go hunting for it. I do think they could do a better job of introducing those types of player perks and benefits and putting it on display in a way where you're like, oh... I would like to go after that and do that. I had no idea that was a thing. You see? So that's probably one of the reasons people say it. And I think that that's that's a two-way street. They didn't go and investigate it and experiment with it, but the game's not really pushing you to do that anyway. They don't set it up to be a thing that you do. They don't set it up to even be something that you test or have missions or bounties associated with. It's just like this thing that's over here. If you want to go do it, go do it. So it cuts both ways. You know, yeah, they didn't go and experiment and try and find it and be and, and try and sleuth it out. Uh, but but also Bungie didn't do anything to put it in front of them either. Um, and to add to that, regarding the time investment, it's very little time investment compared to what actually allows you to do in the game. Right. And again, I think that's part of the problem we all know that the minute people sniff out the minute people sniff out something that's rewarding them with something that they want they will go and do it whether it was the Imago loop farm or the grass of Malak bake on Omnigol or when people find these little these little loot caves right so if people suddenly realized holy moly this new armor this season did you see those commercials did you see those trailers did you see what we can do with that armor oh wow Okay, guess what? They now have the carrot. They're like, I want to do that. That looked awesome. Guess what? You're going to need to run some nightfalls. You're going to need to get some of that currency. And I bet you people would do. They would probably see a rise in engagement uh, into the uh, the established currency farms. You know? You, it, it's, it's, you have to put it out there in a way that's winsome. You know? Um, you would still pursue the stuff in activities. Right. I mean, and that's ultimately why I think a lot of folks have just ignored it. Look at the way it kind of, it got off to a rocky start, okay? If you go back to Season of Dawn, you'll remember that as you were upgrading the obelisks, you saw new mods that you would be able to unlock. This was actually a really good system. It put it on display. It was a seasonal reward. It was something that you were grinding for and you were unlocking. 
the problem with Season of Dawn? You couldn't use any of those mods. You needed a completely new armor set to even consider experimenting with those mods. So nobody was doing that. Nobody was messing with those mods. They're like, the frick is this? So what did we do? We ignored the mods that showed up in Season of Dawn, even though some of them were actually pretty good. So on the next season, Season of Worthy, They say, we're going to open up the freedom for you to use any of the new mods in Season of the Worthy. We're going to give you the freedom to use that on existing armor, the season behind, during, and beyond, right? But then Season of the Worthy hid the mods in collections and it wasn't put on display. You know, it was like, okay, it's ne- if it would have been part of the bunker unlocks and a part of the bunker perks, you'd have been like, what the heck are these mods? What are Warmind cells? What is this? You got to see on full display when you ran the public event or the legendary lost sector, you got to see your robots that you could spawn. You got to see the uh, the spear, the javelin, but there was nothing in there about the Warmind cell mods. You literally had to go and look into the collections and read, right? So they made two mistakes kind of back to back. Number one, when they introduced the mods in Season of Dawn, they put them right in front of you and they definitely sounded cool. But then the problem was you would have had to have basically spent an inordinate amount of time also grinding for new armor, not just grinding for the new armor, but then leveling that armor up to to at least a reasonable amount of energy. And then you could have started slapping Charge with Light mods in to see if they were any good. That's too many hurdles. And then when we get to Season of the Worthy, they open up the flexibility of the mod slot, but then they, they basically hide the mods from you. So they, they, they need to do two things. Number one, put the mods in front of people as an earnable, unlockable thing like you did in Season of Dawn. And secondly, make that something that is tangibly usable, like it's usable right then and there so they can fiddle around with it and see if they like it. Like as soon as they get a new mod, if we go into the next season, apparently it's called Season of the Chosen. If I get in a season of the chosen, that needs to be a thing that I'm immediately met with at some point. I'm going to an NPC, I'm looking at various things, and I'm like, oh, hey, look at this. There's these mods I'm unlocking. Or actually, as as Joe Blackburn's putting it, there's these new armor pieces that are in here. Look at these things that they have. Um, yeah, that, that would make uh, me chase it. That would make me go after it. I'm still missing one Warmind Cell mod, and I have no idea why. Yeah, the delivery of the Warmind Cell mods was so odd. It really was. It really was. It was so weird. Ashen Hollow. Should they have even worry about armor pursuit that much considering Destiny's main draw are guns? I rarely have more than a set or two of armor for both my characters that fight the builds and the playstyles I have for them. As Joe Blackburn said, um, what they're looking for what they're looking for is the the game the gameplay novelty that changes the way that you play that's what they're looking for they want you to land in the game and to say oh if i do this thing then i'm going to be able i'm going to be able to 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 change the way that i play cuz right now the only way you change the way that you play is through the mods. You got to get the mods. You got to equip the mods. You got to kind of experiment with them and play with them. And and that's those are like there's a lot of steps involved there. And I think they're trying to remove maybe some of those steps. So as soon as you get a piece of armor, you shouldn't. This is just some of my feedback to them. You shouldn't even have to do anything to the armor. 
I just throw it on. Think of how guns work. You're like, what's this new perk? Boom, you throw the gun on and you start messing around with it. So if there's a new pair of gauntlets that does, um, I don't know, uh, not random knockback explosions on the fallen or something. Who the frick knows? You know, random knockback explosions on on melee kills uh, in 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 the Vanguard playlists. So you would immediately throw that armor on and you would go into the playlist and you'd start punching stuff and you may decide that it is good or not good, worth using, you know, not worth using. And so that's where that's where I would do it if I was them. It needs to be like a gun. Soon as I got some of those guns from the raid, I immediately threw them on. I'm like, I want to see what this feels like. I want to see what this does to my ammo count, you know? I uh I want I want to see my my mag get uh, you know, overloaded or as it as, as it were. Um, so that would be my feedback. You know, if Joe Blackburn and the, and the, and the team are looking at armor and they're saying, "Oh, how are we going to make it have a gameplay novelty that changes the way people play?" It needs to be a perk that's immediately something they can check out and test out. Ash and Hollow, sort of related. Does Master working exotic armor cost too much? Three ascendant shards, and can and should exotic armor be subject to sunsetting? This is a big question. Um, I think presently it's okay to charge that much because exotics are not getting sunset. If they started sunsetting exotics, which may be a thing, if they started sunsetting exotics then you'd have to lower the cost, right? Presently, I think the cost is fine because when you get a 66 roll on your Doomfang pauldrons and you're like, oh, it's a great roll, it's the right affinity or maybe it's the wrong affinity and you change it and you take it all the way to level 10, I mean, y- that thing is, of you always have that. It's it's like a universal ornament, right? It's It's got an eternal value. If they started sunsetting exotics, then they would need to lower that cost, I would think. Now, do I think they're going to start sunsetting exotics? I don't know. I really, I really and truly don't know if they would ever do that. Um, if they would, it probably wouldn't start until Lightfall. They would use Lightfall as a reset button. They would go in and say, all year one exotics have been sunset, we're leaving them behind, and we're adding X number of exotics or something. I actually don't think they're going to do it. I don't. Um, I I was in favor of it, but then I, when I looked at the quantity of exotics as far as how many guns there are, how many armor pieces there are, I truly don't know how they would do it. They would have to do just a junk ton all at once, and I wouldn't think that they would try and do it until, until Lightfall. And if they did it in Lightfall, it would have to be under under the guise and sort of the mantra of, this is us sort of resetting the game. We're, we are trying to get the game, you know, into a new place and we got to leave behind some of these exotics or something. Um, I don't know. Luke mentioned it as a possibility, but I think they would start with weapons if it happens at all. I actually agree with that. I think they might stay away from armor because so much of the armor is just a non-issue. So much of the armor is a non-issue. The guns aren't even really an issue, truth be told. Most of the year year one and year two exotics are not a problem. They really aren't. Um, a lot of a lot of them have been nerfed or invalidated by really strong legendaries. So they, they don't. A lot of them don't get a lot of play. Um, Overkill says. 
Hey Lono, happy holidays. Just wanted to ask if you think the core playlist armor may be a foundation for adding set bonuses easily. Great work, keep it up, man. Thank you. I mean, yeah, I never actually considered that. I mean, since the armor itself, but the name changes according to where you get it from. So I don't know, you know, I don't know what their goal is in doing that in, in, in creating these base sets that they look different according to where they come from, but they're all basically the same armor. They just have different names and decals. Um, so this is a decent theory, um, you know, this is a decent theory, but I don't necessarily know if they're, they're going to, I don't know if they're going to do set bonuses for, for Crucible, Gambit, and Vanguard. I mean, that'd be a great place to start. They could say, there's these four or five bonuses in these playlists, and they're more effective when you have the armor pieces, um, you know, equipped or something. I just don't know what they would give you. Like, what are they going to give you in Crucible that you're going to care enough about to slap on that many armor pieces? Not only that, if you actually care about whatever they're giving you, you probably care about stats, and you're probably going to want to get a full set with decent stat rolls. So, I don't know. It's one of those. It's one of those things where... If, if, if set bonuses are too strong, they're going to cause all kinds of problems. If they're not strong enough, then no one will give a frick about them. You know? Um, everyone will just look at it and be like, I am, I'm not messing with that. You know, it's just, it takes too much. Or it's really, really broken and overpowered, and then everybody clamors to it and uses it, and then, you know, halfway through the season, they have to nerf it. And then everybody feels mad that their grind got betrayed by a nerf, you know? Horn Joe says, Would the string of replacing gear feel better if each season's gear had its own uh, own set of bonuses based on the season? The gear would lose its value the same time the activity does. Right, so at the end of a season you would know, there's three more seasons where this armor could potentially help me. Right? Like, if you grind for the Europa armor, the Europa armor would help you while on Europa and the Empire hunts and and that you know that would give it its its, its due. You know, Wrathborn hunt armor, same idea. Raid armor. I I think you're onto something, especially considering seasonal content's not gone three months later. So it would be a uh, it would it would it would be like a oh I I'm gonna go for this because um you know it, it's gonna the benefit's gonna last for a while. It'll only be mods, no set bonuses. What you're saying is it is at odds with what Joe Blackburn said, though, Narcissus. If you go down here and you read this paragraph from his blog post, he is not in agreement with what you're saying. He said right here, the personality of armor comes from mods right now, so gaining a new piece of armor often means just trying to find a piece of armor that replicates the stat allocation you already have on a piece in your vault. While we are not ready to talk concretely about armor plans right now, we do want to get more gameplay novelty on armor itself, so that looting a piece of armor in a new season has the potential to change the way that you play. So, he's disagreeing with you assistant game director is saying we we want to that's the only thing you really go for right now is mods now a month ago i would have probably agree with you narcissist i'd have been like they're just going to keep rolling out mods because it's easy right it's 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 just something that you can always swap off and on you know you're kind of creating 
uh, like a deck of cards, right? In a, in a in a deck building game, that's kind of what we're doing with the mods, and they're wanting to move away from that to some degree, adding some level of gameplay novelty to the armor piece. So getting the armor piece and equipping the armor piece actually changes the way that you play. You know, I'm good, Mama. My wife keeps checking on me because <laughs> of my blood pressure last night. Uh if Lono ever does a true set bonuses talk, I'm going to push to co-host it. Oh, that would be fun. That would be fun, Milky. Can Destiny do set bonuses? You know, that'd be, that would be a fun talk. We're kind of, we're kind of dancing around it today. We haven't really delved deep into it, uh, but we touched on it at the end of my talk when I said uh, a loadout system would feel necessary if they did that. Um, Horn Joe. What do you think could be the difference between normal and hard mode gears? Just cosmetic ornaments or something more? What could be the difference between normal and hard mode? Oh, you mean gear, hard mode gear, just cosmetic ornaments or something more? Well, if you look at the way that they're structuring trials and nightfalls, I actually think that's the road they need to get on. Right? That's the road they need to get on. And you know, there are, if you want to get a Shadow Price Palindrome or a Swarm, you can, when they show up next season in Nightfalls. Do you want the Adept version? Gotta go to Grandmaster. Hey, you want these Trials weapons? Awesome. Here they are. They drop from games 3 and 5, or Bounties, or Tokens, and, uh, oh, you want the Adept versions? Gotta go Flawless. I think that's how you do it. Now, if, if you're thinking about armor, same deal though, Horn Joe. The same principle should apply. Oh, you like that Trials armor? You like that Nightfall armor? Yeah, it's pretty dope, isn't it? Well, if you get it from a Grandmaster, or if you go Flawless, it's got a little extra love on there. A little extra spice. You know? I would say, I would say, it needs to feel like a capstone that is both a trophy and a, a, a slight advantage. Now, Gambit and Crucible are a little more dicey. It's a little more dicey. Playing against somebody in Gambit who had a full invader set was stupid. It was the stupidest thing in the history of stupid things. It was like, this is so dumb. We Our bank is shut down. Blockers are draining us. And there's a guy that can see through walls that'll kill us if we go out there and try and take care of these blockers. Like, a full invader set was the was so dumb. It was insanely dumb, right? So as soon as you go into Crucible or Gambit, it gets more dicey if you're giving people set bonuses. It's not as dicey with a raid armor set or a nightfall or a destination armor set. You know, the Europa armor might give you benefits on Europa and in the Empire hunts. You know, things like that. I don't think it's as dicey in PvE. I think it got super dicey. It got super dicey in Gambit because, again, going up against a full invader set was insanely... I just It's like, who playtested this? This is so dumb. The, the power you're giving an existing snowball problem. First to invade is a, is, a, is a potential snowball steamroll, and you just put more power in that steamroll with the full invader set. Um... It was just, it locked the bank. (laughs) And consider the Gambit armor only gave you those benefits right in Prime, and Prime is where the moat drain was, and that was just unbelievable. You needed a sentry set to counter it. I just, it was, it was such an overswing. 
they clearly could not figure out how to tweak all that down. They just punted it out of the game. They're like, get this the frick out of here. Like, set bonuses can return, but they would need to be things that aren't that level of, um... Think of it this way. The reason the Gambit Prime stuff was problematic is some set bonuses were not equal. Like, Invader set bonus was absurd, okay? I would say Gambit Armor would have generic set bonuses. Chance to generate two motes. Um, You know, if you're wearing a full set, or at least four pieces, you only drop a percentage of your motes if you die. Uh, You you know, you retain a certain amount. Um, You know... Increase increase damage against uh, against majors. Uh, you know, increase ability damage maybe against majors. You could add generic set bonuses that everybody has access to. So it's not like ah, oh, this freaking guy, this invader. You know, it, he, he is it, it's so strong or whatever. It, it it wouldn't be that way. And personally, all set bonuses in Gambit should have nothing to do with invading. Invading is already the most ridiculous thing, the most ridiculously strong aspect of Gambit, and they can't gut it or take it out, because that would gut or remove the soul of Gambit. And so, in 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 that vein, I think you'd have to always avoid any any perks in in Gambit that would make uh, that would make the invader stronger. You know, you can't make the invader stronger invading as it is 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 a wrecking ball and you can't mess with it you can't make invading any stronger than it already is and i wouldn't make shutting down invading any stronger again i would go with generic set bonuses just generic stuff so strider prime says as a fan of rpgs i would love to see intrinsic perks or such on different armor pieces making us use different pieces not solely based on how they look this is this is this is a bit of a repeat, uh, but we've already touched on this, and I agree with you. Something intrinsic to the armor itself, or a set bonus. So, as as Joe Blackburn says, the identity of the of the armor isn't solely based and rooted in mods, because um, that's like, I don't know, that's like all we really do now, you know. I got a flash of inspiration from getting a kill with a special grenade launcher. Sounds like flash of inspiration is an explosive kill. Uh, maybe. Grenades, rockets, maybe? Coyote. If armor got updated to be more unique with intrinsic perks or set effects, would that make it compete with weapons and exotics for vault space and become a pain point? This is, um... This is why the end here of my talk, I touched on a loadout system. There's always the risk of making a system too cumbersome or too tedious, and it becomes... Uh, it, it, it just becomes something that feels like a nuisance, and then people just avoid it, right? And so, you would definitely want to say, alright, let's, let's come up with a way so that you're only having a handful of sets at a time, and then switching those sets in and out is uh is is better it's generate orbs for flash of inspiration dude i i couldn't get one i was generating orbs like crazy i was literally using a masterworked primary and i i couldn't get one i killed over a hundred i killed over a hundred scorn because that was one of my bounties and i couldn't get it to pop up and i did a public event i mean i just i did i don't know the turnover rate on that seems kind of kind of messed up i maybe it's only from super orbs i did one super i, I don't know 
Um, so yeah, to, you know, to, to, to answer this question about, you know, wouldn't it be competing for the exotics and the weapons and become a pain point? Cause we just have so much stuff, uh, as far as, um, vault space goes drop rate was always low on that one. Oh, well, great. Uh, as far as this question is concerned, I would hope that they would come up with a, uh, they would come up with a good system to say, you know, we're, we're going to make that easy for you. We're going to offer a quality of life update to allow you to shift things around and not feel like you're getting buried, um, by, by armor. Um, also it says orbs of light, but we create orbs of power now. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Oh, Jstock, were you on a light subclass when you did it? Because I was on a light subclass. I was on the Arc Strider when I created those orbs, and I, I still didn't see it show up. Could be a really low drop rate. It could be the orbs of power messing with it. So maybe you do maybe try being on a on a on a light subclass. Um I don't know. Hitman says, Lono, is it worth considering that perhaps having the ability to flip armor and mods willy-nilly sort of box them in when it comes to actual armor chases? We chase weapon rolls. Armor uh, could have been the same. Keep that pursuit a little more interesting. You know, this is where, this is where, back to what I said, like when I compared it to a gun, when you get a gun and you can immediately try it out and see what that new perk is like, they need to do that with armor they need to consider having it be a perk and an intrinsic thing that you can kind of test out right away because I think this is actually a good piece of feedback when I see a gun and I see perks I immediately know yes or no that's what I want that's not what I want right I think it's difficult in the grand scheme in the grand scheme of building a loadout you get like a 65 pair of boots and you're like, okay, it's got decent um, recovery and decent discipline, uh, but the rest of these, uh. now, unless you are, unless you're like a Destiny stat rain man, you're not really going to know how those boots fit in your overall stat pool and your stat totals unless you equip them and crunch some numbers. Well, if I roll it up on the plus 12, it'll take all these to this, and I can roll over my tier 4s to tier 5s. Uh, let's see. And then if I add this here, again, unless you're a unless you're a Destiny stat rain man, I think it's harder for the player to assign value. You see the 66, or you see the 64, 65, like you see the stat roll total, and you see the distribution, but it gets to the point where, for me, it all just starts to look like white noise to me. I'm like, I don't know. Look at all those good rolls I got on the armor from the Prophecy Dungeon. They're just sitting in my inventory. I'm not doing anything with them. I'm just like, okay. But as, 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 as soon as I get a gun, I'm like, oh yeah, this one has that new perk, one for all. I'm going to try that out. And I tried out that new fusion, and I liked it. You got to think about how long it takes for the value points to land on the player. They get the armor. They look at the stats. They maybe crunch some numbers in their head. Maybe they equip it. Maybe they do some comparisons and they look at the greens and the reds. They're like, okay, I get a little bit more of that, a little bit more of this. And then if they decide to masterwork it, and then if they decide to equip all the mods, and then if they decide to do all of their other stats and all their other pieces, 
there it's like that one pair of boots contributed something to their overall build they don't really know what that something was but you know now their grenade comes back four seconds faster do you see it's like there's not an immediate value it's like but i don't i don't know i mean I I get stalled out a little bit. I'm like I gotta grow up a bunch of great stats on on armor, but I don't know. I, again, I'm not I'm not a I'm not a Destiny Rain Man stat cruncher. So I look at it. I'm like I guess this might help me one day if I need a high pair of stat arms that are void or a high pair of stat arms that are solar or whatever the frick. And so then I I just kind of sit on it, right? You don't do that with a weapon and a perk. So if armor stops dropping, starts dropping with intrinsic perks that are adjusting gameplay and actually considering like, oh, I'm going to try this out. I want to I see what this is like. That, I think, is when you'll start to see people chasing and trying out new things as opposed to just being like, I mean, I don't know. Maybe this will help me one day shave off a couple seconds on my refresh, you know. And I'm not saying that's not something people do. People 100% go and chase really good stats and get themselves just absolutely min-maxed to the rafters exactly how they want. People definitely do that, but the value tether, you know, connecting the value one to another is so stretched out. It's like, yeah, I got these boots like a month ago and I'm using them now in this build and they helped me round out my discipline, you know? I don't know. You want as many zero one two wasted you can get uh, five works now too, and try not to have wasted stats over nine, if not nineteen. Right, that's another thing. You know, it, it, in multiples, if stats all rolled in multiples of five, that would significantly help. I think some of the conversation that we're having, where you would immediately see, oh, this would plug in. You know, this would plug in and roll things over for me. Now that messes with masterworking because masterworking adds the bonuses of those twos and that would get kind of weird, right? Uh, Nagi says, with them focusing on armor improvements, do you think that pushes a weapon rework back even further? Uh, could example given set perks alleviate the need uh, for a weapons 2.0? Man, I see where you're coming from on this, but I don't want to believe it. That would be crazy to me for them to just keep investing in armor and keep polishing armor and guns just look the same way they have since Forsaken and then they've got new perks, right? reconstruction and redistribution and you know uh, and you know and resurrection and recycle recycle reuse like it <laughs> um you know yeah there's gillies gillies got the gif of the mom with the, the or it's the mom or the dad with the baby in the in the in the pool and the one kid's like drowning they don't even realize it you know weapons 1.0 is like please help me and you know armor 3.0 is looking like it might get some love um yeah, you know, I, I, maybe in their mind, Adept Weapons is their version of Weapons 2.0. Maybe that's their thought on it is, well, we are deepening the weapon value system and, and structure and hierarchy. We're going to be adding Adept Weapons in Trials and Nightfalls. So it's possible that's how they're looking at it. Um, and, and that's why it'll, it'll continue to sit on the, you know, on the wayside. Um, you know, also consider if they are in fact increasing the they're increasing the reward team for next year and for Witch Queen, maybe that's why they're doing it. Maybe they're like, look, the base team is working on this new structure and these quality of life updates. We need more people 
to help so that we add more guns than we did in Shadowkeep and Beyond Light. We didn't add enough guns. Um, so it's it's possible. Um, there's a multi there's a multifaceted, multi pronged approach here. Uh, with re- with respect to hey, you know we're we're um we're wanting to make sure that we uh we address this in a way that doesn't cut one thing off. Well, yeah, we're increasing our awards, but we're not doing any quality of life. Um, you know, I I think the base team is working on their new IP. They've said too many things, unless they're just blatantly lying to us. I, I don't think that that's true. Um, they have like something in the, in the ballpark of 700 to 800 employees. And um, Pete Parsons recently said they've increased staff by 20 or 25% or something. And, you know, before Beyond Light, we were told by the director that, you know, most of the, most of the company uh, was working on the, most of them were working on the, uh, the, the, the Destiny. Because that's been, that's been a theory. I, I, it said VIP Collins this entire time and I didn't catch it uh, on the overlay. Um, so I don't think so. I don't think they've slated a bunch of people on the new IP. Um, I think they know what it takes to run destiny and they know what the bandwidth is. Um, most can be 60, 40. Yeah. But now we have the assistant game director coming out and saying they're going to get new. They're going to increase staff size of the reward team. Again, I just, I find it hard to believe they're like, they're shoveling most of their people over to this new IP and then being like, oh no, we need, you know, we need people on staff, you know, I, I, uh, on the reward staff. Like I don't, that, that would be such a strange way to do it. Um, so I think they were all hands on deck with a lot of the rebuilding of destiny for beyond light, which is one of the reasons we, it lacks quantity. They were rebuilding entire, you know, systems, structures, the areas. Um, so yeah, dawning's today. Yeah. The Mike Doobie says, what are your thoughts on adding more intentionality to armor, keeping all regular vendor armor drops and add a pinnacle quest tied to that armor, similar to Luna's breakneck ETC? masterwork and set perk design but not exclusive to that activity oh so you want intentionality for armor so you'd have the regular vendor armor drops and then a pinnacle quest tied to the armor yeah I don't know um I don't know how I feel about this I there's I, I am I am usually in favor of random roles like that's something that Bungie can lean on you start going to static roles or you know static drops and you start slowly devolving back to the problems that Destiny 1 had where the grind is binary everything is a 0 or a 1 you either get the weapon or you don't or in this case you do enough of the things to get the armor and then you're done like boom you're done um I think we have enough exotics exotic quests and then you have the, the you know the ritual weapon every season um I think we have enough of that to to suffice that grind. And if they wanted to do it with armor, I guess I'd be open to it. I would just be curious what exactly uh, it would look like. You know, what is exactly required of me to get all those to get all those pieces and to get them. You know, they're fully masterworked. You know, in this case, they're set perks. Um, you know, is 
And, and is that the only place they're doing it? Is it just a vendor thing for the three main vendors, Gambit, Crucible, and, and, and Vanguard? Um, or are they doing something with the seasonal content, the seasonal location or activity, as opposed to just like, nope, you just got to do this quest, you know, and then you get a nice full set here. It's a tough balancing act. It is. I think it's a tough balancing act because you got to put a lot of loot in the game and the loot has to matter and people have to want to chase it and RNG can be a frustration if it's too transactional if it's like umbrals where you're just standing in the tower and ordering it um, that can also be a problem where it doesn't feel like a loot loot pursuit it feels like a it feels like you're ordering a value meal uh, you know these are all challenges I think they face um, you know in the in the coming years when they're trying to deepen the loot pool make the loot pool more meaningful make it more full you know they're trying to add a quantitative uh change you know going forward and i think part of that i think part of that change is is going to be figuring out how to not devalue what you have right now while adding really really cool stuff because I, you know, in general, anytime, anytime I look at loot, that's what you're always asking, right? Is it stronger than what I have now? Yes. Well, why? Why is it stronger than what you have now? What did they do to it? And if it, they they did it in a way that is it respectful to the things you already grinded for? Is it respectful to the guns and the armor that you already have? Or do you feel like every three months they're just throwing everything out and, and you're and you're feeling like you have to start over, you know, brand new, you know? Um, so I think, I think it's, I think it's a balancing act of giving you things worthy of your chase and then giving you reasons to invest in those things like master working armor and then doing it in a rhythm where the things that you chase and invested in, you're okay letting go of them at some point in time, right? There's gotta be a point in time where you're like, okay, I'm, I'm okay to, to, to let go of this armor or this gun and chase the new stuff. I, I think you have to hit a point where you where you 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 know you feel better about it. So you know, or or you feel like it's natural. It's not like this passive coercion. You're like, I've used this armor set for you know seven months. This new stuff looks pretty awesome. I'm gonna check this out, and then you you shelve it for a time, and then a few months later, you know, it's sunset. You know, but but you don't care because you've you've moved on to the to the new, the exciting, the fresh, the you know whatever the new theme of power is. Um, you know, I think that's that's definitely something that they have to think big picture and zoom out on because I don't want to chase four ar- you know four or five armor sets every three months and those four or five armor sets are quickly shuffled out of my care because it's like well. They were great for then, but now I'm not running that activity anymore. I'm running the new activity, or I'm looking forward to the new season. Like it, it can't be the the intervals and the rhythms have got to be respectful and uh, and sensible. So, if uh, don't go anywhere, we're gonna keep on streaming and hanging out. If if usually when I end Q and A, a lot of people leave. On your way out, do me a favor, hit the like button. And if you're one of the people that watch every day and don't click subscribe, please consider clicking subscribe. I, it's free to subscribe; it doesn't cost anything. And I will not overwhelm your sub feed. We just continue uh, to hemorrhage subs because I think YouTube is cleaning uh, out old accounts. So we're having we're hitting a bit a bit of a skid here. Uh, so stick around, don't go anywhere, and uh, we'll keep on talking. If you're listening to this elsewhere, please like, share, and subscribe.